When practicing any type of self-development work, there comes a time when there is a need for reflection, a time to pause and check in with where we were and how far we've come to gauge whether or not our effort is yielding the desired results and whether any changes are needed. This is the space that we are in now and currently offering to others as we are now inviting those who have been utilizing this philosophy in their lives to come on as a guest and share their personal journeys with us. The trials and the tribulations, the challenges and the championships that they have earned in the energetic realm of their own minds. Now on this second episode of this format, we invite Michelle into the third chair to share her personal journey utilizing this philosophy with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast and share your personal journey, please reach out to me or Alexander on Facebook or email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at wise-wise.com. We are looking forward to hearing many of the stories out there many who were inspired by utilizing philosophy to change parts of their lives for the better and in turn inspire us and many of you out there. We appreciate all of your energy and the continued sharing of our podcasts. Please take note that we did have some audio issues at the beginning of this podcast, but eventually got them worked out. So now relax and listen and let's journey with Michelle. Uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. I am extremely excited to introduce our next guest on our personal journey. It is Michelle. Michelle has been a huge supporter of of Alexander, and I've met her uh, in various sound journeys. She traveled all around the North Carolina, Virginia area to attend Alexander Alexander's sound journeys. And I'm so excited, Michelle, to have you here and for you to share why <laughs> why you are following Alexander everywhere. And I've heard you on on your social media discuss, you know, a little bit about your health journey. Um, that you've gone through over the past couple of years. And I'm sure that that plays a huge part in your journey utilizing this philosophy and helping you, you get back to your overall energetic wellness. So Michelle, why don't you come in and introduce yourself? And if you want to also share any of your human design or destiny cards or astrology or anything like that, go ahead. Thank you so much, Karen. Um, an honor to be here sharing this space with both of you and yes i have been following alexander for a few years since i had the um good fortune to be introduced to him my dear dear friend amanda um hosted him for a sound journey at her pilates studio and um that was my my first introduction to subtle energy and um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. And Michelle, do you, would you like to share any of your human design or destiny cards? Oh yeah. So guys? I am a six, two generator and my main card is my birth card is Jack of hearts and my planetary ruling card is two of hearts, two of diamonds. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful information. And that being a generator, uh, Aaron and myself happen to be generators. And um, so we always uh, have a extra special vibe when we have uh, multiple generators just plugged in. And we, uh, I love to see the same types in a group uh, connecting. You can see synergy many times. And with that 6-2 being, um, it was the 6-2, correct? Yeah. 
yeah, being the vi- visionaries and some of the the sixes are such visionaries, and the the twos are some of the most supportive uh, people walking the planet, and so they're they're always great to have on your team six twos, but they need the ability in the room to to carry out that vision that they have, and so and then of course the jack of hearts, I have a special place in my heart for those jack of hearts, being queen of hearts myself, and. It just it is a sacrifice card, and it is those jacks are are so creative and crafty, and um, it's a it's a beautiful energy to be around. It can be very playful as well, and uh, as with all types of astrology and information of this type, of course we have our high sides and our low sides of those energies. So um, so I'm sure that we'll hear some of the the both the challenges and the benefits of of your particular design and i do thank you in advance for all of your attendance at at my workshops and and sound journeys of course it's always a pleasure to to see you when you walk through the door so thank you for that and thank you for being open to share with these beautiful people some of your journey so michelle this is the point where i usually ask uh the guests to tell their story on how they met alexander but i would like if you would go back and touch upon when your health journey really started. Maybe uh, what was your life before you actually kind of came aware of of getting back to an overall state of energetic wellness? Wow, okay. So I'll go, I'll go back to that spot. And when I met Alexander... Mm. Well, I'll say I was in a deep place of suffering. I had um, been battling a lot of health challenges for quite a few years. Um, I've been battling an autoimmune disorder. Um, I was struggling to recover from a couple spinal surgeries. I had had some, you know, heart issues, and I was existing on, you know, like doctors, surgeries, physical therapy, and medications, and, you know, little else in the way of managing my overall well-being. And so I was in a state of, (laughs) I'll just say chaos, to be Mm. kind to myself when I met Alexander. And you've done, I mean, you've done such an incredible job. First of all, I, I do commend you. Uh, a true warrior that the transition that I've seen over the last two or three years and and now stepping it up to this level of, of vulnerability is um, is just beautiful to to see the growth in you Michelle and of course we all have more in our journey but I like to tell people be sure to take time along the path to to remember where we've come from because sometimes we can feel like we're stuck or we're not necessarily growing enough or fast enough and uh, to look back and remember where we come from uh, sometimes can be very humbling. And that's part of what this sharing is, just to kind of take us back through the journey, not to bring up a bunch of negative stuff, but to to relive some of the successes and, and some of the beauties of the effort, basically. And, and I just want you to know that I really commend your effort, and it has been continuous since I met you, and it's been amazing to watch. So thank you. Yeah, like I have stated at the beginning of the the first episode we did with Claire, along our journey, there is a time for us to stop and reflect on how far we've come to, you know, obviously to, like Alexander said, celebrate what we've done thus far, but also make note of any changes or tweaks that we need to do that we've been, you know, in... Uh, as we create our processes and continue to fine tune um, and tweak what we're working on, it's always good to pause and have a state of reflection. Yes, it is super important. Michelle, could you share with us an experience in which you have utilized this philosophy to overcome a past behavior or even on your health journey, how it has bridged the gap between maybe uh, something you've done physically and you've bridged it into, you know, healing an emotional part or something on another level of the five levels or, you know, anything that you feel like you'd want to share because I, I would say that you're a vet of, of this work. 
Um, thank you. Um, I'm not sure that I would say I'm a vet, um, <laughs> but something that I do focus on every day, which is, you know, the, you know, something that the awareness is priceless is focusing on my intention versus expectation. Mm. And, you know, when, it, when, so when we went to our first human design workshop, I think it's maybe when that awareness came to me. And initially I was so caught up in my expectations, the cycle of disappointment and expectations of others. Um, and maybe expectations of myself that I was projecting on others. Um, that I just, I wasn't aware of, of the cycle, the really just crazy cycle that I was, I don't, I don't, that's not a great word, but I guess when you do the same thing and expect a different result, I mean, it, that's, it is what it is. So I'm yes, super. It's a re, yeah, repetitive motion. Right. Yeah, and which is like a cycle and. You know, earlier before we actually uh, went live, we were discussing is similar to our judgment. You know, our uh, you know as outwardly as inwardly. So you know, when we catch ourselves judging someone externally, that's a direct sign that we're judging ourselves in some area as well. And so, so doing this internal work helps us to um, to break these cycles or these patterns. And we heal both simultaneously, uh, our judgment and expectations of others, getting more clear on uh, giving ourselves a break and working with intentions rather than those expectations. And so I think that was a beautiful introduction to that kind of seeing that however we see something outwardly, we're looking at it somewhere inwardly the same or vice versa. So when we're beating ourselves up uh, or people that have perfection issues with themselves, normally they have very heavy judgment issues with others around them because they hold them to similar standards. So this is part of the dissecting and learning getting closer to our authentic self and that is breaking these family lineage patterns that have basically been trained to us early in age and and I happen to feel that's a big part of this work and what you have been working so hard on. Yeah, and that's obviously if anybody listens to the podcast, who's listening to this episode, as Michelle mentioned before we got we uh, started recording, we were talking about the vulnerability episode and how Michelle was talking about how I've shared my struggle with self-judgment. And even recently, within the past week, I've had expectations where I'm always try to be careful with expectations, but sometimes you just do it unknowingly because you feel like you know somebody and you can set those expectations with them. And, and, and a lot of it has to do with your wants, like how you want something to go. And then when things don't, like I, I've had like a really large emotional reaction where I've had to kind of like remove myself and then go through. And then this person would ask me, you know, what is wrong? And they try to like push me to, to talk about what's wrong. And it, and it just, you know, then it brings up the, the judgment and it almost appears like I'm judging them, but really almost every time when I feel like I don't want to say something to somebody, cause I feel like I'm going to be judged. It really all comes back to my internal judgment of myself. Yes. And that is part of that emotional responsibility that we discuss, you know, um, to be willing to see that the majority of the time we have an issue with something external, it's, it's there reflecting a lesson that we need to learn about ourselves. And when we turn the lesson around to ourselves and what can I adjust or shift to bring my life into resonance, you're going to be a whole lot more successful in that than trying to direct everybody in your life to do things the way that you feel like they ought to be done. And I think, you know, that's, some people call it control issues. And many times this is just passed on to us from a parent or siblings or something like that. And it takes a great bit of effort to to break those patterns and and as you started this off with, with living in intention rather than expectation, 
is a lifelong practice that that Aaron's bringing in now to you know to say that hey he just hit a snag this past week and this is the discussion that I want the vulnerability that I want to be more and more uh, applicable and accessible to people because we need to talk about our our struggles that we're overcoming to to show that no we're human I'm not saying I'm better than you I'm sharing my struggles let's share our struggles and our successes and every now and then let's let's throw in a, a disappointment or a failure there but not focus on it just say hey last week I failed and I did get into expectations and stepped out of intention and I got my feelings hurt and it was a good reminder to live back in intention and so see we don't have to feel like I, th- I feel like with people with me, they feel like they have to be perfect around me or they're going to get judged. And unfortunately, that's kind of like the mama or daddy role that I get to play. It's I don't want to play that role because I'm not expecting people to be perfect around me. I'm just expecting them or looking for them, not expecting, but looking for them to want to do a little bit better next time and to want to do a little bit better the following time. That's all. Look at that beauty. And... um so, so I think that that's important in why bringing, changing the format of the Wise Wise podcast to bring in a third person to be willing to share some of this vulnerability isn't easy, people. So give the Michelles and the Claires and the Laurels and the people that have done it so far, uh, be sure that you give them uh, some applause uh, because they're, they're really stepping into being warriors here. And um, what else have you found has been very stimulating for you and helpful for you from this particular uh, philosophy, Michelle? Well, you know, you said it, you said it a couple times and, you know, I'm chuckling to myself when I've heard you say love warrior mm-hmm. oh, because my, my former self would have really resisted that. And I mean, I'm still a little bit resisting it right now, actually, good. but it's That's funny. Good. So um, the thing that has moved me, if we're going to talk about something that moved me, you know, was your, one of your sound journeys. I mean, you know, they all move me. But in particular, because you have, because your presence allows others to be where they're at, Mm. which is a gift that I deeply appreciate and has allowed me to better accept myself. So I'm super grateful for that. Mm. And I am working on that always to allow others. Work in progress. Work in progress. Well said. Um. But the sound journey, now that was, um, Mm. wow, so I'm not, you know, to, you know, I know I've said this, may have shared this with you before, to ask you to maybe reconsider hearing it in a different, Mm. you know, from the first time. And so as I was, you know, I entering there in the studio that day, you know, I was full of so much gratitude for Amanda. Mm, the owner. The owner. And how much my health had improved and just how much general love and gratitude that I was experiencing. And my intention was I just, I wanted to give it all back. Oh. And to help the next person who was where I was at and needed it, or wherever they were at. So when you started your talk and, you know, expanding our consciousness and the meditation and the sound blessing for her studio, and you said, okay, I'm going to call on you love warriors. Mm. That day, I felt like a love warrior, and so I opened up to it a little bit. And when you said to think of someone to forgive, you know, my dad came to mind. Hmm. And my dad, you know, passed away. But I'd held a lot of, um, I just held a lot of things against him. And when I did that, you know, and I was holding them against him, not only for myself, but for my siblings and for anybody who I perceived that he, you know, harmed in any kind of way, 
and you know, I, I and I won't get too off track. So when I had that realization and when you said send some love, I was in such a loving, supportive environment that I was able to open my heart and send him love without restriction. Wow. And when that happened, I experienced, you know, like an exchange of light and energy and an awareness. You know, regarding forgiveness, you know, that, I, that is really just transformed the way that I think about life mm. and people in general. And so, thank you. That's just such a, an amazing story. And I remember that evening and it can bring me to tears so quickly because I, I felt that something very, very special uh, had happened there that evening and I didn't exactly know the details and then of course when you shared it later that um, I mean that that it actually had a potential change on all five of the levels the physical the mental the emotional the energetic and the spiritual all kind of simultaneously and then uh, a couple of days later uh, you were drawn and I'll let you pick it up from there Right. So at, <laughs> at that point, um, you know, I'll say my, my heart sh- chakra may have opened on levels it hadn't experienced in a while. And, you know, it flew out of rhythm. And, um, you know, these are things I had experienced before, but not in this environment. And, um, but over the next couple of days, you know, I started experiencing some significant, you know, discomfort and a lot of unease and, um, you know, I did end up driving myself to urgent care and had a, mm-hmm. you know, was ha- told I was having a, you know, a little heart issue there going on. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully I had a, a procedure and it's all fixed. So, um, but, you know, throughout, but what, what has amazed me throughout that is I didn't have any fear. Ah, key, big key. And, and what would you say the shift of that was? Do you, do you attribute that to part of that heart chakra just opening up? That, that just trust? Because trust has to be there for vulnerability. And sometimes that's that spiritual level that, that we, we throw in here a lot because it's important. And those of us in despair, we can get very far away from trust. And that's, see, forgiveness is the direct avenue toward trust again when we forgive and we release all that weight so it can open up and be trusting and um you know and that it led you to have something done that physically that may have been needed to be done for quite a while and just the fact that that you got the message on all five levels is is one of the most um amazing stories that i've ever heard and been part of and just your outlook and not just the experience, but what you took from that experience and how you've just lived your life just very different from from that point on. And it's been truly amazing, truly amazing to watch. And I know that it's been excruciating at times for you to go through. And once again, that's the other side of this vulnerability is not to paint any uh, pink parade <laughs> that this work is always... Um, you know, fun and easy, it is really when the challenge comes, do you choose consciousness or, or weakness? And once you know, you can't unknow. Let's say that. So so our suffering changes. And if we don't change, then our suffering gets even heavier and heavier because once you know, you can't unknow. Yes, that is so true. And, you know, that I will say that when, when we first relocated to North Carolina, you know, I was in a huge state of suffering, and um, now, I, you know, I feel so grateful to call it solitude, and, Beautiful. you know, and that I have peace with that, and, and joy, and just gratitude for that, because, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of gratitude when we moved here, so, right. super, well, now, so. 
now I see you inspiring so many people and sharing your story and um, your other methods as well as I know that has served you uh, through your time and uh, you're just you're becoming an amazing inspiration and uh, teacher uh, in many ways and that's just going to continue to expand um, I did want to ask you a question Alexander about her story because I think uh, people out there listening may have some confusion about how doing a philosophy could eventually or possibly cause some uh, physical discomfort. And we've talked about how emotional stuffing and uh, trauma can eventually lead to some physical discomfort. We've done an episode on that. But I did want you to maybe come in and talk about, um, I don't know whether you want to use her example or just explain in a general sense um, how, you know, if if you've had a lot of, of emotional trauma, some stuffing and, and some maybe withdrawing, um, how that could possibly lead to physical discomfort as you start to open up and do this yes. work. Well, I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I do have so much to say about this, but I'll try to keep it condensed. Um, you know, the, working out the physical body, many times the muscles have to get sore to get stronger. And if we take that into the energetic realm, Many times as we start to move things emotionally and energetically, they can create what feels like physical discomforts. And I went through five years of excruciating chest pain that felt physical, but it was really on the energetic and emotional levels. And I happen to feel that the majority of pain are on those levels. It's not in the physical level from my point of view. But one of the most important things to realize as well is that many times when a healing is happening – just as a purge or anybody that's ever done a liver detox, sometimes you will get sick before you feel better. And, and you may even have to throw up to get rid of some of those toxins if you push it too fast. But, but the key is to get those toxins out, and many times you have to go through flu-like symptoms to allow that. Well, healing is very similar. In new German medicine, the way that they look at things is that the physical level is the last level. So when you are doing something on the physical, such as um, you know a heart issue or, or any type of issue in the physical body, they celebrate it and they go, okay, well, congratulations, you're on the last level of it. You've already worked on it on all these other levels, and now you're ready to release it through the physical. Now, see, that one thing, I don't, I don't agree with that 100%, but the thing I wanted to point out is the mindset that that creates – between somebody receiving information that they may have a major illness going on and it, whether it's fear invicted or this whole like, congratulations, you're on the last level. I mean, that, and I've been th with enough people that have had diagnosis like that and you see people change in that moment. It's a trauma that they never truly get over and how that is presented is so, so very important. And so, so now taking that into this, that like even with this scenario, it wasn't – see, the, the sound journey experience didn't create that issue. What it did is it made all the other levels to be in support of the physical. And then Michelle was wise enough to listen to the messages because I think another thing that I shared at that particular time was to listen to your body. And I remember you, Michelle, saying something to me about that, to to listen listen to the physical body. It's always talking to you. And and so her following that lead is was opening up on all those levels, allowed the physical body to do the healing that it needed to do or to go get the help to, to have that level of the healing assisted. And that's very important to see that this is why allowing and acceptance is – the very first step to healing is that when you when we accept, we allow all five of our levels to work in congruency. This is very, very important. But many times the the emotional stuff that we have to release, see the emotions create uh, the emotions are created in the mind or in the mental, and then the emotions affect the energetic level, and then the energetic level drains the physical level. 
So when you get all those communicating simultaneously, then expedient healing can happen, miracles so-called can happen in our resistance to things our judgment of things all these negative aspects see this is a new light to bring in is really shining uh the light on that that allows the five levels to work congruently together is what acceptance really really does and that's what in michelle's story that i got the biggest lesson that she was saying hey this this person came to vision of someone that I'm holding negative stuff about. I don't want to hold this anymore. I want to be in this light of the way that this feels. And so, you know what? I'm going to release that so I can send this person some of this light. It's not about whether they deserve it or not. And it's not about what they did to me. It's just that I want to feel this giving this light because it feels good. And in order to do that, we have to go through our next level of healing. And because... Michelle woke up to all of that. She accepted all of that like a true love warrior, like a healing warrior and didn't resist it, went through the doctors, went through the physical, you know, didn't, was willing to go through the emotional and work on the energetic and see that she needed to start eating differently. She needed to pay attention to who she's around, to, to the type of programs maybe she's watching. And I don't know all the levels that you changed, but you can maybe share some of those if I didn't hit them. But the thing is, is that's through acceptance. See, the acceptance is I've got to change some things and I got to get these five levels. And even though you weren't thinking all of that intellectually, that's the beauty of this is that that's just like the way that I see the puzzles falling as you're telling the story. They're all falling into place because of acceptance. And once again, acceptance doesn't equal condoning. It doesn't mean that you agree with it. It doesn't mean that you like it. But acceptance means that, no, it's here. And even though it's outside of my preference, you know what? I'm going to invite you in. Come on in. Let's, let's finally look at this that we've been running from for a long time. So, so I hope that that answers your question. But yes, healing many times is uncomfortable. And I think uh, you can certainly attest to that. Would you say, Michelle? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And thank you for asking that question, Aaron, because, you know, having... Having experienced, um, I will say, various levels of heart um, attacks throughout my life, um, you know, yes, I'm, I'm grateful for the awareness and the acceptance and the allowing in all of the levels that the power of, you know, you, Alexander, and... Mm your guidance and your presence and the music, all those things, the love, all of it, that it just provided a conducive environment that created trust for me that, you know, I'm not sure that I've ever had. Yes, well, I received that so deeply, and especially that last statement that you just used. I want to take time to, for you to realize that is very special, and I do receive that. And to realize that that is what I define as a successful relationship. See, there's so many different types of intimacy, but trust is the most beautiful intimacy. When you, when you truly feel that you're supported on all these levels and you can open up to a level maybe that you never have before, that is a, a very successful relationship that we were able to, to ignite and be able to maintain through these years in a beautiful, beautiful way. And when people ask me what, you know, success in a relationship is, it has nothing to do with longevity. It has nothing to do with so-called marriage or anything like that. It has to do with what do the two people that walk away from that relationship, what do they get, did they gain from each other? And that can be a five-minute conversation, a five-year relationship, or a 50-year relationship. But what makes it successful is not the time. 
It's what both parties choose to get out of that experience. And I've gotten so much out of out of your experience and you sharing your story in the way that it has, it has helped me in so many ways to to when I doubt my work or when I go through times of doubting the philosophy and all these years I've put into this and even the, the performing the sound because I go through doubts like everybody else does. These are what I call the food for my soul. The, when When you remember or, or somebody gets to share something that you did or said to them that really changed something and and that's what we want people the listeners to hear is that you know we have over 68 episodes of of breaking this information down and we're even developing a brand new podcast that we hadn't uh, shared too much yet that's going to be a little bit more even entertaining but the beauty is to get people to understand that um, you know Michelle here has been a longtime follower and listener of the podcast a practitioner of this uh, philosophy and um, and your your story and your vulnerability and your sharing is just it's just amazing again so thank you once again Michelle, are there any current challenges that you're going through uh, at the moment that you'd be willing to share and we could uh, interact with Alexander through it? Wow. Hmm. Well, yes, I am. (laughs) As as we all are. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I have a couple big, really big ones. So the, you know, the first one is... um, you know, like my identity and redefining, you know, who I am, how I want to show up, how I want to serve and, um, you know, what the opportunities are as I take all the, my new awareness around energy and healing and human design and um, health and wellness and, um, you know that that's really it that's it in a nutshell which is a huge which is a huge one however at the same time i you know i'm just super grateful that i'm starting with um a foundation of personal responsibility for my energy and my emotional awareness so thank you alexander so much for that yes i mean it it, it is amazing and i can attest to that because so many people do jump the gun in this world to run out and be of service of t- to people before they have really put their time in to enough of themselves and and I'm, I'm not casting out any judgment in that because I know it can be very exciting to want to be of service but we can really only be useful to people to the level that we've helped ourselves and just because we can recite some information that we have read somewhere doesn't mean that we're going to know when to give that information or how to give it there's there's many different levels to helping rather than just passing along information and and you've been amazing to to truly putting your time and you know when i share with people that that i worked on myself and developing this philosophy for 10 straight years before i ever even considered um being of service to someone the uh, reason that I share that story is because of that, to, to realize that it was a responsibility that I carried, that before I go in, I need to have enough success stories. I need to have enough failure stories that of things that I overcome, and, and that, that for me personally, it was that 10-year mark that, okay, I've got 10 years of study, and, and I'm not saying that everyone should have that much. That's just how much I needed. First of all, I was very insecure, and insecurity was one of my biggest things to to overcome. So I think that, you know, in the beginning, um, and I, know, of course, don't know the, the exact time frame of how long I think I've been in, we've been in each other's lives for around three, maybe going on four years now. Is that correct? Four going on five, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's wow. four four years. So, so that and you've done so much in this time, but once again, we can be very guilty of beating ourselves up for not for wanting to be better and not being where we think that we should be. Um, I think right now you has you know one of the most beautiful things is when I see somebody share their vulnerability and share their story. And I think now you're inspiring people. Uh, I see your Facebook feed full of gratitude for you sharing your different stories and that types of thing. And and for me, the beginning of being of service is that's a big part of it is showing your belly 
I, I call it, that there's no ego here because I'm coming to you people to say, hey, this is where I come from. <laughs> I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. And I, I have to tell people weekly, I'm not looking to be a guru. I'm not looking to be anybody's leader. I'm just looking to assist people to have a more fulfilled life and relationships. That doesn't make me or exclude me from the same pitfalls that everybody else goes through. So when I share my stories, that's why. It's not because I enjoy hearing me talk about myself. It's that, hey, let me show you where I've come from. Let me bear my belly and maybe you will be vulnerable with me and that's been the beautiful dance so so i think the the track that you're on is just is so amazing and it very rarely because even after i started after 10 years now i've been doing it professionally for 13 years so all of this has been going on for going on 25 years and it's been just that i use the phrase chop wood carry water all the time that hey the time you make use of the time the time will reveal the opportunities down the road and already see the doors opening for you in areas that i haven't got to discuss with you but but i see some certain doors opening for you so i think one of the biggest practices with this is patience and to know that you are already helping people and you are already being of service and that that's just going to continue to grow when we feel like we need to of course uh, make a living and and that's always part of it as well this is where i like to just suggest people to like find a way to make some money on the side and then practice this to not to not make that part of of doing this in the beginning and i've had to live extremely frugal making it my only way of income but i had to put that level of dedication into it for myself but i tried to advise others hey make it easier on yourself and start off part-time take the the weight of money off by getting some kind of like little part-time job and maybe orchestrate that job in a way to where you're still talking with people you're still able to practice the skills you need practicing so so that's a way to like for insecure people to find a way to be social in their job that way they can practice the skills that they need to be practicing of the the being of service while they're getting paid to do some other type of job and that is being a shaman in this world in my opinion is just finding a way to get all of your needs met without putting stress or strain in any one particular area. And then it's the it's just the concept of this is just what I'm doing for the rest of my life. So there's no hurry. And and that's what I tell people. Sometimes people say, "Well, well you probably don't want to talk about this stuff because, you know, you do it all day in your work." And I say, "Well, no, really, I don't talk about anything else." I mean, this isn't my work. This is my life. And if you're interested in talking about anything else, then I'm probably not going to be as interested. So see, it's not work. And when you, when, when it just becomes your life, and I'm not saying that it needs to for you or any of the listeners, but I do know that there's a freedom in that and it takes the rush away. And then it just becomes like, okay, how can I get, okay, now I need to focus on the physical a little bit and get a little bit of money coming in, make sure that I'm staying healthy and so that I can be of service optimally because I don't have any strain or stress over me. So that's the beauty of, uh, and for me, many years in my band years, that's where I practiced this the most is that I had band for 13 years, but I had to work to make money in another way. But see, I never took, uh, I, and I never judged myself for the job that I had because I'm working on this. No, this is my life. So when people ask me what I did, I didn't tell them my job. I told them I was a musician. And then I'd always get, well, do you make money at that? I'd say, not very much, but that's not why I do this. It's the same as being in, in the world of being of service. Um, so so I know that you're you're presently working on all of that, and I didn't shine any great ray of uh, sunshine uh, on that. But but it is kind of that simple that it is the chopping the wood and the carrying the water. And, and I think you're doing an incredible job, and um, I say just keep keep going in the direction you're going you are blooming and uh and it is uh, magnificent to watch yeah Thank and I can, so I can i can also speak to uh, the self-identity journey as well and i think to most people i project myself as having a good knowing of who of who i am but i also have the same struggle like you know i've been talking with alexander about it over the past maybe a couple years um 
and we've been talking about working with, you know, who am I and where do I want to put my stake in the ground? Kind of like that episode that we talked about with the social media post. And it was about like those moments you can help or they can help you define who you are going forward. You know, would I rather be right or be helpful? And then, you know, it's a challenge that comes to me and I'm like, okay, well now I can reevaluate. Do I want to be right? Or do I want to be helpful? And I have the chance to make that choice in that moment and then add that to my stake in the ground and be like, no, I want to be help. I want to be helpful as much as I can be. And so whenever we have a moment to pause in our decision-making going through and, you know, when we're being conscious in our decision-making, then we can go back to that. No, in the past I've, I've wanted to be helpful and I'm going to continue to be helpful, like setting a priority, like setting an intention, like you were talking about. So I just want to say I'm there with you. (laughs) And I think, I mean, I wanted to be sure to mention the three thing aspects that I like to, for people to look at is being clear in who you are, being clear in what you're about and being clear in what you're going to exemplify. And as Aaron was just saying, when you have decisions to make in your life, that to me, it helped me to simplify my decision making because if my decision was based around that going to take me away from what I wanted to exemplify, then the answer is no, it's easy. Well, I'd like to, but yeah, 10 years ago, I would do that. But now that's not what I'm looking to exemplify. There's no judgment. You go do that. Um, so, so because we're constantly telling the universe how we want to be supported. Now, we're going to be challenged. And see, those challenges are just merely going, are you clear in who you are? Are are you clear in what you're about? Are you clear in what you're going to exemplify? If all three of those answers are yes, that obstacle goes by very, very quickly. But let one of them get a no in there, and it, it, it creates a big, big issue. So, see, the the... And something I'd like to clear, because I think this is going to confuse some people, but the first one, who you are, that is like, yes, do you want to be helpful? Do you want to be right? Do you want to be a leader? Do you want to be a follower? See, it's, it's basically like checking the ego and going, where does my ego fit into this? Someone of service, the ego has to sit down. No, just just sit down. You're not going to be useful very much. Someone that wants to be a leader, their ego needs to stay up there pretty high, but they're going to offend people. So, see, they're not going to do the same type of good as somebody of service, but there's no better or worse. So, I think that's the big thing is those three things and then being able to answer those three questions, who you are, what you're about, and what you're looking to exemplify, and then every day working with that and going, is my actions and my words following under these three categories? And in the beginning, you may not be able to hone it down to just one single thing. I mean, I've got... You know, mine down, I feel like pretty clear and everything in my life exemplifies um, all these three aspects. And and they're all under one umbrella. But that, once again, that took me 25, almost 26 years to get like that. So, so that's why there's no rush or race. But I do like to say the sooner you start on it and do it consistently, the sooner you will find the answer to those three questions. And once again, I think you're getting more and more clear on those three questions, which one do you have one of those that you feel like you're the most hung up on or have the most challenge of who you are, what you're about or what you exemplify? Hmm. Well, I'm not sure, but I, I possibly, but I just want to share a little bit of who I was. Okay. And maybe, you know, maybe I'll find my lights just started flashing (laughs) when I said that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> before I would have thought that was crazy. <laughs> right, right. Now so my, my former self. So, you know, I, I spent um, a lot of years in a management and an influential position. And I created a lot of imbalance in that position for myself and for others. And I encouraged imbalance because my personal drive and motivation and you know, now I am focused on balance and harmony and helping others, you know, create that environment 
as well. So I feel like um, what a gift that I've received in being able to recognize, have the awareness, have tools, and right. people and teachers and communities and ways to support me and help myself and then share with others. And, you know, human design has been such a gift for me and numerology and just in understanding myself, having more compassion for myself and others. And it's been a, like a really fun way to connect with other people and to see how we all connect and just to experiment with it all. And that's, that's um, you know, it's just really helped me focus in on who I am at my core. Like, okay, that's what I did for all those years. It was a specific job. Mm-hmm. You know, but who am I? Right. And, you know, what, what's motivating me, what drives me, what fulfills me, how helpful it has been for me to understand, you know, my particular design. And, and one thing that, you know, is super important is that you've reminded me of how creative I am and how intuitive I am. And for some weird reason, I resisted when, when you call, like both of those things, but I, fi- I find it interesting and a little sad that, um, you know, I, that I don't recognize either one of them. And I think that everyone needs to be reminded of how creative and how intuitive we all are. We just get so far away from it. We do. We do. Well said. And many times, of course, the jack of hearts is your birth card, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, so you're going in that direction and just the older you get, the more playful that you, you know, it will benefit you to look at things, to take things uh, with less pressure. And I won't say less seriousness because we want to keep our depth, but not seriousness, meaning but in a stressful way that we can take life way too serious and um, jacks are here to be that playful and to to show a more useful way of approaching things and when you say that the human design you know is fun you know and you it's like getting together on the playground and having a friend and you know you find a ball and you're just like oh let's play uh that's you know it, it has a similar effect with me and i think aaron as well uh anybody that gets into this philosophy you know they're they're all great tools and many people have different tools and the human design and the card system or the tools uh, I, I, I incorporated with the just philosophy and uh, they just fit very well as far as um, the 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 language and and how that is uh, is given. I wanted to shine light on something Michelle was so vulnerable in in uh, mentioning was that she in the past had encouraged imbalances being you know in like a management type of position, and I think that if we're not conscious in our lives that's kind of like the general societal norm is to encourage imbalances in people like try to squeeze everything we can out of them, you know, in a, in our working situations in our society nowadays. And when you become conscious of that, then you can, you know, take a step back and see the part that you've been playing and not that you should judge yourself, but then you, you now have the opportunity to change that. And even if you're still in that position in management, you can make small changes. You can make a difference in other people's lives, but by changing how you know you you can manage uh, interacting with people and communicating with people, and maybe um, or even even if you need to continue squeezing energy out of people, you can motivate people in different ways. So it's not you know the same old dry way of doing it, where people feel like again they're just a cog in the machine. Well said. I think that, that that's a, a great point in seeing that, um, uh, you know, there, of course, there are many different approaches, but seeing that when you can develop a similar language, and that's what we use these tools for is to help with the language, and the philosophy kind of has its, um, its own language as well. But that, you know, as I've said many times, the, the foundation of true healing is communication. And that seems to be, 
You know, physical or mental disease normally stems from a weakness in the energetic field. The energetic field gets weakened through either suppression or over exaggeration of the emotions. The emotions get stimulated from failures to communicate in our relationships. And so, so working on the, all the communication stuff helps on all of these levels that we're talking about. Communication affects all five of these levels. And getting, uh, finding a, a language that you can just connect with people on and not struggle uh, helps to create that, that type of connection. So, Michelle, in closing, uh, I would like you to share your biggest light bulb moment in studying and working with this philosophy that, you know, has made a huge impact on your life. Everything's energy, the power of frequency. We're all one. We're all connected. Uh, I don't know that there's any one, like, light bulb moment, but intention. Yeah, well, and all that's, you know, it is huge. It sounds simple, but even just seeing that everything is energy and that and frequency and our thoughts are part of those frequencies and our actions are part of those frequencies. For me, that helped to take the personal out of it was when I really truly saw, oh, wow, everybody and everything is just energies and we're affected by each other's energies. And true power is in not allowing external situations to affect your energy, whether that be a person or a situation. And so that's really one of the main focuses of the Just Philosophy is for you to actually stand in your power, put your stake in the ground. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I exemplify. While those are the roots of the tree, and then being compassionate and loving to others to be willing to be flexible when they don't know maybe as much as you or haven't been practicing as long. And that's why the example is so much more important than the teacher. Because if you're the example in front of somebody, by laws of physics, the energies start to work together and that person will start to move over to more of that action. And that's how I proved that energy is more powerful than DNA. And I don't have necessarily a way to prove that to scientists, but in raising my two stepsons from the time they were three years old, they still have a biological father. And I don't believe there's much of anyone that would think that they're not my biological sons if you put him and I in the same room with them. They act like me. They talk like me. Their actions are much more in alignment with mine. And that's because they spent, you know, probably 20 times as much time with me. So our environment, especially from the ages of zero to seven, have such a drastic effect on who we are. And when we can take our environment, we can understand our family lineage and what our parents passed to us that isn't ours, and we can understand our cosmic makeup, how the planets support us. Those three things are what develop a human being or their personality or their reactions in this world. And that's what we help to dissect uh, through all of this work that we're discussing. And um, I just personally want to thank you again, Michelle. Uh, this episode has been so incredible. I knew that, that you would knock it out of the park, but I will say that uh, you, you even brought me a wonderful surprise and the way you stepped up. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, just have so much gratitude to, for you, for all of your wisdom that you've shared, all of, the, all of your time and energy that both of you have you know, put into the podcast and sharing all of these things that just allow so many amazing transformations to take place and just so grateful to be here. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, 
behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T p-h-i-l-o-s-o-p-h-y dot com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment. It's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com v-e-r-i-t-e-e-s a-p-p-a-r-e-l dot com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.